Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Report, a Dogcast Studio podcast. You can catch us every Wednesday. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our show on Facebook and Twitter. Merry Christmas, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turd Buckle Report. That's right. People's toast with you tonight. Tonight's a special night. It finally happened. We've coordinated schedules. Life has put itself on pause for the return of the Dogcast Fathers with us tonight. Before I bring him in, I have to bring in all the way from Wisconsin, full of cheese and beer. It's, it's not really warm up there. But I needed something to rhyme. The guy, Chad, what's going on? You're giving me too much of a compliment. Hello, gentlemen. You're giving me too much of a compliment, man. I feel like I'm like a, a squeeze cheese packet right now. Like I'm old school. Like squeeze cheese. Let's put some cheese on my cracker. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. I'm feeling squishy today, boys. That's what I'm trying to say. I had some Melly's breakfast this morning. I got up super early, went to Melly's, had an omelet, and now I'm feeling squishy, boy. Went to Melly's and had a drink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have the heavy breakfast. I did. Josh, what? My man. Out in Wisconsin, they have they have Melly's, uh, and it is terrific. By the way, the uh, they don't call it a Denver omelet; it's a Colorado omelet. There, mm. they're a little fucked up. A little bit. They're in, fucked in that, up. With their they don't know where it came uh, from. But you have, I, I have, I, I have been <laughs> blessed. Can I, can I share my blessings of the Lord from you guys, to you guys? In this praise calendar thee, year, praise thee, praise thee, praise thee to the Lord, Amen. As we it, uh, wind down this year, I've been blessed in two manners. One, I had to, I, I enjoyed a breakfast, and as we all know, breakfast is my favorite meal. People, I sound like Trump right there, didn't I? I, I really, did, I, I really channeled my inner Trump. It's the best one. breakfast of any breakfast I've ever breakfasted before. Yeah, a lot of people say I don't like to eat breakfast. <laughs> I eat the best breakfast in town, the best people. I've had the best people on it. They make me the best omelets, the best Denver omelets. <laughs> yes, yes, the best ones. Anyway, I had a breakfast at Melly's uh, in Wisconsin with the guy. And uh, I had a great breakfast in, in Oregon, in Roseburg. And I'm trying, I'm really trying to think hard what that restaurant was I went to. Casey's. And um, Casey's, yes. Good stuff. Casey's. Good stuff. Great breakfast all the way around from coast to coast. And uh, ironically, uh, both of your states are known for cheese. So that's interesting to me. That is interesting. That's right. I'm talking the cheese state of Oregon. Way better than Wisconsin is actually the whole phrase that we're known for. It's called Oregon. (laughs) Home of the cheese state better than Wisconsin. And get this. We have a thing called Tillamook Cheese. And he also introduced him with a beer capital of the world. But let me tell you something right now. We're so into micro brews over here. I'm getting a micro penis just thinking about it. Listen, I, I feel like out there it's more about the, uh, the 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 pale ales and shit like out there, the IPAs and stuff, man. And I'm telling you right now, I cannot do an IPA. But I will say Pelican Beer, if, if you can find one that isn't an IPA, Pelican Beer out in Tillamook, 
Fantastic. I'm even doing a shout out out to Tillamook, you know, because you got Wisconsin with their cheese, you got Oregon with their cheese, and then you got Colorado with their disease. I don't know what Colorado has right now. Beers. It's beers. I know it doesn't rhyme, but it's beers. Banquet. That's why I'm wearing the course today. That's right. I'm wearing the banquet shirt. Uh, I cannot help but to think about uh, um, our uncle Josh's father. Every time I think of uh, have a banquet, I think of him because he's an amazing human being and he loves banquet. Guys, we are talking wrestling today. We've got Dynamite to recap. There's been some big things happening in Rampage. SmackDown is heating up. And we finally have the dog cast father on the show to finally cut cut the uh, cut the the love fest, as Chad puts it, between him and I. Mm-hmm. And to come in and, and set the set the record straight. But um, I got a feeling. Deep down in my loins that Josh may agree with me on a couple topics. And I'm hoping, you know, I was a little hard on this guy last week. I'm, I'm going to be honest, uh, Cody Rhodes. I was a little hard on him. In fact, I don't think I did him justice, guys. And and I want to get on the I want to feel like you could have been a little harder on him. I think, um, God, you just stole my fucking thunder. You motherfucker. How dare you do that? I was setting myself up with a nice little softball. One of them big neon motherfuckers just doing this thing. Just doing that. I'm getting ready to click that thing and say that I didn't call Cody Rhodes a bitch enough on the show last week. And uh, you did that to me. Thank you for that. Uh, wow. Let me make it clear, by the way, people's host. I'm going to have to compose myself. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't change to be on the hate Cody team because of you. I changed to the hate Cody team because Cody's an EVP pushing himself and he refuses to go heel. And now he's put he's booked himself in another TNT title match which none of us fucking asked for or expected. The TNT title match is meant to bring in new talent, push new talent. Why isn't Hook getting a TNT title push? Why are we getting another Cody Rose push? Well, you know what's great what, what uh, and I want to hear some opinion here real quick. But what what is great about this is he puts himself in this TNT title match and immediate, immediately the camera cuts to in the crowd by the way, Ethan Page and Ethan Page throws it out there of like, who the fuck is this guy? What 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 is he doing? Totally cutting ranks here. I don't know what the booking is on Cody Rhodes right now, but if um, if if the file, you know, the Manila files of the Cody Rhodes booking, I think all it says is confuse the fuck out of people, um, <laughs> and then yeah, and then maybe maybe give them a heel turn that they don't really want anyway. I don't know what it is, Josh. Break the tie here, okay? Are well, you a Cody fan? Let's go ahead and set the tape back a good year. I haven't liked Cody Rhodes since that motherfucker started wrestling. Let me tell you why right now. When he went over to AEW, just like I said a year ago, all he does is cry, bitch, and complain. You got Ric Flair that styled and profiled. You got Cody Rhodes that bitches and complains. Because (laughs) Jesus Christ, he he can go out there, and if the crowd doesn't give him the reaction he wants, then he's going to take his boots off and leave him in the ring. I just can't do it. My dad's Dusty Rhodes, and you should be respecting me because I brought you AEW, and you should be cheering me. Shut the fuck up, Cody. You're a sub-rate par wrestler, and it's just you just can't ever get oh, nothing right. And there's motion detected at the front door. Yeah, I think that's Cody. I <laughs> think Cody you. It's, it's Cody's, Cody's at your house. By God, what is what's Cody Rhodes doing here? <laughs> <laughs> By God, it's Paul White. <laughs> <laughs> By God! Yeah, I, Cody I'm not, Rose I'm not at my front big... door. By God! 
Cody Rhodes is here and he's going to break another throne with a, with a sledgehammer. He's not going to do another into window of Triple H. No, my God. Oh, my God. He ain't going to break just, shit. All he's going to do is complain about why you don't like him. It just literally, he will go How out. How come he, you don't like me, Josh? Why? He complains more than anybody I've ever known. He just don't. I He's just a crybaby. Please like me. Please like me, people. Do you remember the time I created AEW and I and I got Tony Khan to give me a bunch of money because I <laughs> have a good idea? If he seriously said that, if he seriously said that to me, <laughs> he's like, do you remember when I created AEW? Do you remember this? Fuck, dude, I watch every Wednesday and Friday. Of course I remember. I don't need you to remind me, pal. Dude, it's out of this world. So no, to answer your question in the long oh and short, God. I'm not a Cody Rhodes guy. Oh my God, I'm crying. I'm crying over here, but guys. Josh, it's, it's but Josh, don't me. you remember? Don't you remember my dad? The, the American dream? <laughs> don't you remember dad? Don't you remember don't you him? you remember him? You remember the elbow, Josh? Come out here. The fucking elbow, I Josh. I tattoo on my neck. <laughs> That's what I wanted right there. Do you remember God, dude, when, Cody Rhodes is so ridiculous. When I, when I loved everybody so much that I gave myself a neck tattoo? Did anybody remember that? You remember that time that I put my my tattoo on my neck? So you guys would think I was cool. Because uh, all the kids were doing it. I watched the YouTube. Did you guys even notice Island I married Brandy Rhodes? Did you guys even notice that? <laughs> Did you even notice? Such a Did you guys baby. even see it? Oh my god. Did you guys even you guys even know Dusty Rhodes? Because <laughs> it seems like your memory's oh Dusty. My God. Uh, oh shit! Uh, this is what the show's been missing right here. Because usually, oh my dude, God. I'm telling you, Josh, right now, when Leland and I are on the mic, I don't know if you've been listening, but it's like being oh. in the library. We're like, shh, 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 quiet, quiet. <laughs> There's other people over there. We can't, we can't be that loud, Leland. Shh. We're at the library having a podcast right now. Shh. It's it's so oh crazy. My oh my god! That I that that's what I'm saying. It's so stupid. Crybaby, bro. So yeah, Cody Rhodes has totally uh, totally fallen off the wagon here and is completely pandering. Did you see? By the way, his back looked like complete hamburger. Yep. I mean, still, it still looks horrible. Yep. Yeah, but you know, what? even with Cody Rhodes, he'll get on air and be like. You know, my back looks like hamburger, but it's hamburger helper. And the only thing that you guys aren't helping me with is putting my ass over. So I'm going to quit right now right. if you don't put me over. I'm going to quit. But he did. I'm going to quit. Here's the thing, guys. Do you not want me to? Do you want me to quit? Because I'll do it. Dude. Yes. You know what, though? Okay. He put himself <laughs> over last week, and he fucked it over with that table spot. That's the problem. So I, I don't feel bad for him one bit. I don't. When I saw those burns, I was like, dude, you did that for no reason. Like, that table spot was on necessary things are truly heating up right now between mjf and cm punk for the first time in aew's history mjf's music hit and there were far more cheers than there were boos i didn't like it one iota it was weird don't get me wrong he was a face i love mjf and he would hate that i said i love him uh but i do can't help myself but i hated hearing people cheer for him i hated it the montage that? was cool, right? Yeah. But how did you feel? What was that, Josh? I'm sorry. You don't like that people are cheering him? No, I don't because he does, he's a disgusting heel, and I didn't like that people were cheering him. But it, it made sense to me because it was his hometown, and if AEW has one thing that the WWE 
<clears throat> doesn't have, and they, they will not have because they don't acknowledge it uh, quite as much as they should, frankly, is the hometown thing. They the AEW does this so good. They, oh, well, Cody Rhodes is from Atlanta, so let's 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 spot him on the show and let's let's make something big here. He still got booed. Uh, MJF is from Long Island. I'm sorry. And Cody still got booed in his hometown. Oh, yes. Isn't that sad still, that Cody still. gets booed in his hometown, but MJF gets a hero's welcome, dude? How fucked is that? <laughs> That's crazy. I know. And you could tell that it completely threw off CM Punk in his promo. CM Punk went out there, and I, I know he already had those lines built in there about the Islanders and hockey and all this, this crap. Um, but he was not... I think he was legitimately thrown off by the uh, the amount of love that was thrown to to MJF's way, which was impressive. It was impressive, by the way. And I love that MJF didn't cut off his water. I love that he didn't come out during that promo. He let CM Punk get all that heat. I'm, I'm excited for this match. I, I uh, Man, this is a slow burn. I want to see it happen. Um, they're almost making me subtly forget that all this is leading up to MJF, Hangman Page. Um, they're doing a good job of it, by the way. They're, they really are, because all, all I'm focused on right now is CM Punk and MJF. And think about this, too, guys, and I, and I don't want to cut anybody's water here, but if MJF gets the one, two, three, gets the pin with Wardlow or not, clean or not, that makes him strong, and that makes him look strong, so that does put him in a very yeah. strong case to be the next AEW World Champion. So I think by putting him in a match against CM Punk and getting the win, you've got yourself a heavy contender for the AEW title, which will then turn that match into something that's going to be must-see. Because I honestly got to tell you, I don't think Brian Danielson's going to get get the win. Uh, he shouldn't. He's been a world champion in a big company. Why does he need to be a world champion in AEW? Well, I don't like how you just kind of degraded AEW there. I'm going to let that one slide today. It's early. Uh, I mean, come on, man. When, w, when he I was in WWE in 2013, those were still good years of WWE. Now, not so much. Like those mm -hmm. pepperonis. They, mm -hmm. they were good in 2010. Mm -hmm. They're still good today. Uh, still like the Rones. That, that's not WWE. WWE is not the pepperones. WWE got rotten over time. Those pepperones just got better with age. Oof. So the WWE is now vegan a uh, vegan crust it's a uh, color I'm not trying I'm not trying to make fun of anybody but listen Daniel Bryan's been a world champion he doesn't need to be one in AEW What are you saying then Are you saying that he's a retired vet and shouldn't wrestle anymore cuz if, if he's not supposed to be champion in AEW then it kind of sounds like He's doing he's on the I feel like he's doing what like he should be doing He's on the same schedule as Jake the Snake Robertson if if he's not going to be champion which I miss Jake, by the way. I hope I see him soon on TV. But listen, I, I feel like he's doing exactly what he should be doing. He's putting over Hangman Page. He's not really putting over the Dark Order. Those guys are a bunch of fucking stooges, apparently. But he's at least getting Hangman over, and he's doing his job. So Brian Danielson gets the W's by bearing the Dark Order, which, you know, I guess that's their job is to be jobbers. And then uh, Hangman gets the rub, and Brian Danielson helped him out. And then Brian goes on and keeps kicking ass. Like, I think he's doing what he should be doing. It's the same angle they're working with every character they bring over, though. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing with CM Punk. They're having CM Punk. And Christian Cage. All... I get it. I get it. Well, here's, the, here's, the, here's just it. They're actually doing it in a very smart way that I think a lot of people aren't realizing. The biggest difference about the pushes that AEW gives as opposed to the pushes that WWE gives WWE will take one guy and they'll keep their main dude battling for six months. Okay, they'll go back and forth and they'll only really touch each other maybe a couple times, maybe a couple weeks, but they'll really just be talking, 
the, the one guy will be at the prompter, one dude will be in the ring. You really don't see much, much action, and then they'll do like a pay-per-view, and then you do the same thing. They'll talk for a little bit, and then we'll do another pay-per-view. And they'll do that for like six months. The biggest difference with AEW and why they're actually smarter about this, they're bringing in guys like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Christian Cage. And what they're doing is they're they're putting them, they're pairing them with their their up-and-comers. And what I mean by up-and-comers, now people might be like, no, they're, they're, they're big names in wrestling. They are, okay? Hangman Page is a great wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from him. But boosting him by giving him a push with someone like, Brian Danielson will boost him for more stardom to move him up. And they're doing that same thing with like CM Punk and all of them that what they do is they have this, this, this little tiff between people, but they don't let it go for six months. They only let it go for a small amount of time. Then they wrestle and then they move him forward. You know what I mean? Like CM Punk, he's already on to his next segment in AEW, given a push. And what he's doing right now is he's pushing MJF to potentially be the biggest hill in the industry. If he's not already, but what they're doing is they're they're taking arguably the the best on Mike Hill of all time, top five at least in CM Punk, and they're really putting him to the they're putting MJF to the test to see if he could actually hang in the ring with CM Punk on the mic. All this is doing is essentially a developmental live, and it's working. I really enjoy it. I, I actually really enjoy Hill on Hills because I'm really not a big babyface guy because they come out, oh, no, you can't do this. But what we're getting with MJF and CM Punk, they're like, fuck you. No, fuck you. And the whole crowd yeah. is liking yeah. it. You know what I mean? And I actually pre prefer that. So to jump back when I was saying you don't like him be being cheered, when you have a Hill on Hill, you have to get one of them cheered or because you can't get full full booze. No, I get that. So the, the, good, yeah. the good thing is that this, is, this angle is actually working. If you're on a developmental side, this angle is working because what you're doing is you're no one's now thanking MJF's face. No one's thanking now he's taking on a whole completely different role. No, MJF, even being cheered, is still going on Twitter saying, hey, kid with three arms, I wish you had two because you suck. You know what I mean? And people are yeah. still cheering them, though, because that's the angle that they're doing. So it's working. And the biggest thing is that after this is over, I really think they're pushing MJF for that AEW belt. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, can I ask you a question? Leland, we got to ask him, who, who do you feel on that spot two weeks ago? MJF, CM Punk, and the mic? Because we didn't get your take on this because you were on the show a couple weeks. But Correct. Who, yeah. who did you think got the edge on the mic two weeks ago when it was CM Punk and MJF where they went like – 35 minutes in the ring just talking shit who, who had the edge on that do you feel like it was straight up or who do you got to be honest with you i think cm punk pushed him a little bit far farther than mjf pushed cm punk and i think there was times where mjf because he's before cm punk came back to wrestling honestly the only person that could hang with mjf on the mic with with like throwing shit back and forth to make it flow was chris jericho so he hasn't been able to find that person that he could flow with and i think it threw him off a little bit when he tries to throw something to kind of stump the other person, because if people doesn't notice this, MJF is so good on the mic already that I do believe he purposely tries to throw off the other person in the ring that he's talking with yeah. to give himself an edge. So to answer your question, when they were going back and forth, I was noticing that MJF was trying those those little things to throw off CM Punk. And I, I think he only pulled it off once, but CM Punk would fire something back that would throw off MJF. And it was kind of throwing him for a loop a little bit. So I think that CM Punk won that promo. Personally. Oh, but honest, I honestly, I felt like it was it was pretty even. <clears throat> um, I, I honestly think that the promos between MJF 
and CM Punk are some of the best promos we've had in decades. I'm not talking years. I'm talking yeah. decades. Yeah. And the more that we get out of these, because they, they flow so well on the mic, it's absolutely crazy. Well, I mean, case in point is they went 20 minutes. They went 20 minutes just talking in the ring, and it, it, it was magical. It didn't even feel like it was 20 minutes, first of all. And I remember watching that live and was just, I was a little kid again. I was a little kid with all the jabs and, 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 you know, they took some jabs at, at triple H and that, and, um, you know, of course the WWE, mm-hmm. oh man, it, it was great. It was great. And it definitely, definitely set the trajectory of where they're going with this thing. Do you guys, just to give you guys a reference to what I was kind of the, the vibe I was getting, what I get currently with this angle, <coughs> you guys remember when Shawn Michaels got hurt? When he had to fuse his back and he was gone. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He 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 comes back. And then when he first came back, before he, when he was first kind of turning hill again, and he cut that promo in Montreal. Do you guys remember this happening at all? Oh yeah. And he He, and he plays uh, Bret Hart's music. Bret Hart's music. Okay, during yeah, that uh-huh. during that promo, but there's some behind the scenes. In that promo, he did this. He did a little long segment to the guys on the tapes telling them hey this is going to go long and i feel like that's the same style promo that we're getting now with mjf and them is that they're they're able to cut these promos and the reason why i bring up Shawn michaels is because Shawn michaels is arguably the goat of wrestling okay and arguably cm punk and mjf are rivaling even uh chris jericho for the goat on the mic, and I think honestly, if they keep continuing where they're they're going, their their on mic presence is going to be way more notable than Chris Jericho ever was. There was only one other guy that came to mind that I thought could hang with the other three because we got really good promos with CM Punk and John Cena. John Cena is a hell of a mic guy, but John Cena is one of the best on mic guys of all time. I will give you that. Yeah, I I always think like if it was MJF versus John Cena, would we get the same kind of promo? Would we get that kind of fire in the ring? Those two bantering. I mean, I'm not talking like I know it would be a face John Cena, but if John Cena when he like when he was against Roman Reigns at one time, which by the way that was all John Cena. By the way, Roman Reigns is not a mic guy, but it, it's always good. Like it doesn't matter what John Cena does, he gets on the he gets. And I always think like if it was MJF versus John Cena. That would be amazing because I feel like that would be another good banter because CM Punk the and John Cena always killed it going back and forth. You're you're looking for that match, Chad, because that's the way that WWE pushes heels. That's what sets AEW apart. So just like what Leland was saying, how he couldn't believe the MJF w- w- was getting cheers. That's because we are so groomed to the way that WWE pushes heels. We w- if this was in if the roles were flipped and this is WWE, MJF would be going up against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns would be getting the booze. I mean, uh Roman Reigns would be getting cheers and then you you you'd be getting MJF getting booze because WWE is afraid to put hill on on hill. And that's because they're too afraid. Oh, hill might get some cheers in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it doesn't matter. No, just because the crowd likes having an awesome heel. You know what I mean? I'm feeling a segue coming on. That's why we feel that John Cena. But to answer that question, though, I feel like John Cena and MJF would be fire back and forth on the mic. uh, That's like that Sami Zayn, boy. That feels like a segue because Sami Zayn, heel on heel, right? They couldn't do it. They couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, they're powdering up Sami Zayn pretty heavy right now. And 
I, I will tell you that SmackDown, um, there's a couple things that keep me coming back every week. And, and the big one is their big push right now. It's the Sami Zayn, the um, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns deal, what's going on here. You know, I made some pretty bold uh, predictions there, Cotton, last week. And I still think that it's setting up for a Sami Zayn screw job on Brock Lesnar at uh, day one, the new pay-per-view coming out. Um, and Roman retains. And, and they move on to what I believe is going to be The Rock at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't, I don't, the, the, he's kicking him in a wheelchair. He's inviting him hunting, then kicks him in a wheelchair. And now he's, and now Brock Lesnar's calling for uh, Paul Heyman to be his guy again, be his liaison. It feels like a lot of the same. It just hurts my heart. And I know, I know that I've came on here and I, I, I'm excited. I, I am excited for the in-ring stuff. I'm excited for the match. Between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, I just, I just feel like we're really going back to the well a lot on this Paul Heyman thing. Why is Paul Heyman becoming the? It's almost like he's the princess that's being fought over. It, that's an ugly fucking princess. I, I just don't. I, I'm Dude, not, and look I'm not how deflated you are. I, look how deflated you are. Your energy just got sucked out as soon as we 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 flip topics yeah. like this. Yeah. You know this angle's horrible. I, I said it last week. Yeah. WWE had an opportunity. To make Sami Zayn fucking Brock Lesnar stooge and somehow get him in the mix. And I felt like that would have been a good role for him. They're still kind of playing off the stooge role, but why does Paul Heyman need to be involved? Like, he's he's with Roman Reigns. I like that role for him. That's where he needs to be. I think it's fantastic. Why are we rehashing, rehashing old shit? Like, this is just WWE doing the same old shit. Well, and I, I'm not a fan. The point in this is Brock Lesnar is... I, I was really intrigued. I was really um, intrigued when... When Lesnar's out there talking to Sami Zayn, and, and then you know, hey, let's go hunting up in Saskatchewan, let's let's do all this stuff. I'm thinking, well, shit, this is kind of new. What what are they doing here? This is interesting to me. And as they leave, Paul Heyman comes out. Where's the Brock Lesnar? Starts hitting all the the fucking taglines, and then apparently, all Paul Heyman is is like the is like the 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 Frankenstein doctor. You know, he's just he's kind of throwing his magic out there. And something clicks in Brock Lesnar's head, and now Brock Lesnar's fucking f fiving everybody. I that's where they lost me. Is wait a second, you're saying that Paul Heyman has some magical spell over Brock Lesnar? Because that may not be their intention, but it, that is exactly what popped in my head. Is what is this? What is this magical spell? And then I'll look in the camera to say this one. This is what I thought to myself, Leland. You're too much of an AEW mark. You, you want your wrestling to make too much sense. You need to take your own advice, dial back, and look at this as a kid would. And then it made complete sense to me. It made complete sense what was happening. Why wouldn't they make it look like a magic fucking spell? Because that's what kids like. <laughs> Driving me this crazy. Festus approach I've never liked. I've never liked the Festus approach. You guys, there you go. Great way to put it. Great way. To put WWE it. sticks with that shit, dude. They'll they'll get some angle going, and to be honest, they should stick with Brock Lesnar being on a fucking terror. But I think what they're good, I think the angle that they're yeah. going for, you'll actually you're gonna enjoy, because I think that Brock Lesnar is trying to pull Paul Heyman back so he could f five him in in the ring. That's what I really think is going on. I would like that. Yeah, I would like that. I I think. What do you think about? I I know you listened to the show last week, and I really want your opinion on this. What do, you, what do you think we're off base with this uh, prediction of Sami Zayn, you know, screwing over Le, uh, Lesnar somehow? Uh, he's still going to be in the mix is what I'm saying. 
on 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 night one or day one, whatever that pay per view is. Because mm. I think this is leading into the Rock showing up for WrestleMania. What I really think is going to happen, my gut feeling, and it's going to be really random, is I really think that Sami Zayn's going to come out to try to help Brock Lesnar, and I think The Rock is going to come out to help uh, Roman Reigns. Oh God! And I think that I think what we're match. I think what we're going to see is a fucking tag match. Or oh. I really do. I really think we're going to see a bullshit tag match of The Rock and Roman Reigns because WWE is scared that Roman Reigns has been hill for too goddamn long, and what they're going to do right now is put him with the fucking Rock, and they're going to move him back to face against Brock goddamn Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar is going to be the hill of the, the company, and they're going to move Roman Reigns now to being the family to try to beat the Beast and all this shit. I, I can see it coming. The Rock's going to come out. I can't it, disagree. I, I can't really disagree with you. Happen. I know. I, really I can't disagree because, because Hill Reigns is the best angle yeah. that they've ever had. Would you agree? It works. I agree. And I also agree I with totally you. Agree. I, I've thought this since day one. When when Roman came out as as a heel, I've always thought that The Rock was going to come back and switch him back to a face. I have mm-hmm. thought that since the first day that he went heels, that The Rock is going to come and not necessarily wrestle Roman Reigns, but try to show him the light again type angle. Like, you've been a bad guy for too long. I'm here to set you straight. Let's get you back on the straight path. And, and in the meantime, you got Brock Lesnar in the background trying to get uh, Paul Heyman back, and Paul Heyman's trying to turn him back into a heel. So then they flipped the script, and now you got a face Roman versus a heel Lesnar, which is what I don't want. I wanted a heel Lesnar or a face Lesnar versus a heel Roman. That that angle works better because we've seen the uh, the the face Roman versus heel Lesnar, and it never works. Lesnar's too much of a powerhouse, and Roman looks overwhelmed every time they wrestle as that angle. Roman looks strong as a heel. Lesnar looks strong as a face. You finally have an even match. Any anytime it was the other way around, it was horrible. So, yes, Josh, I can't argue with that. I, I've agreed with you since day one. I've always thought The Rock was going to come back and set Roman straight, which, fuck, I hope not. What would be fucking sick? Let me tell you an angle that would set the, the tides. This is why I need fucking developmental for the WWE. Run that exact scenario through, okay, that we just said. The whole crowd's now going, fucking A, here we go. But then what happens? Roman Reigns turns, fucking spears the rock, and Brock Lesnar turns an F5 Sami Zayn out of the fucking ring. And then what what happens? You get you get them just teaming up or whatever, and you get them both just hills like fuck these fucking guys, and then Paul Heyman goes, actually, I'm taking the both of you on. Let, let, let's go. And then you get a that whole would be new fucking faction. amazing. Yeah, you get a that whole would be fucking new amazing fucking faction. No one would see it coming. They'd be like, "Here we go, with WWE again, giving us bullshit." And then they pull that off, and we'd be like, "Oh fuck, now we're in." We'd be, we'd, yeah, I would be invested. They'd they'd hook, line, and sinkers right in. Boom. No one saw that that coming. And that's that's the excitement that I need to see from WWE to keep me going because AEW is so far ahead with their develop not with their developmental but with their their just their storylining their stories it's so yeah. much better because AEW is not afraid to do that AEW is still so new that they're like fuck it let's just yeah. see where shit goes and then they're finding shit that works they're finding shit that doesn't work and unlike mm-hmm. WWE that will just like that didn't work I have an idea let's try it again but with two different people that didn't work let's try it again with two different people if something doesn't work in AEW have you guys noticed they don't fucking try it again? They go. No, they scrap the shit out of it. Maybe we will touch on this later if we get a better idea for it. It sounded like a good idea at the time, but it's not. 
let's just switch switch gears and they do it so smoothly that it, it's it almost feels like aew is the veteran company and you got wwe is the newcomer yeah. trying to yeah. start on all these old methods of what what worked for the companies in the past where aew is just set on cruise control it, it's it's literally flipped but i'm telling you if wwe pulls off what i just said then ooh, mm. we got ourselves a war that would make it the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. I don't know that I would. I don't know what I would do with myself if Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns said "fuck everybody" and then became two heels oh. together as a tag team, just brutalizing the entire industry. Like, because nobody that, can stop. No, that. I nobody would stopping that. I would pop so hard for that. That would be insane. Oh, you would pop. Oh my God! Tell me about how hard you would pop. I would man. be hard and popping at the same time. That's hot. Uh, well, you're talking about the developmental part of it. You're talking about getting out there and, and trying some things. We just saw that on Rampage. We got this new up-and-comer. I've never even heard of him once in my life, this kid named Hook. Holy shit. Amazing. You guys saw this kid, yeah, right? Yeah, Taz's son, man. Amazing. Uh, oh. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was fire. And you know what was Where weird? Did this come from? I didn't expect that. When 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 they announced... So I knew I knew of Hook, obviously, through FTW Faction inside AEW. I knew who he was. But he's always the guy that's, like, handing, you know, chips and shit to people. Or they will or they always do that, send Hook, send Hook. He comes out and does, like, a, yeah, yeah. a suplex to somebody, and that's it. But we've never actually seen Just him wrestle. In. Yeah, he never actually has wrestled. So when he came out to the ring, I didn't expect a whole lot. I was like, okay, he's going up against El Fuego. El Fuego will probably do most of the move sets. Hook will probably be up against the ropes most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then Hook will do something at the nope. end and get, and get the W. Like, that's what's going to happen. El Fuego is going to run the match. No. Hook ran the match. Hook owned the match and was never on the ropes and dominated the entire time. And it, and you know what? He didn't miss a step. He looked fantastic. He reminds me of Ooh from yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Oolong, the little pig. <laughs> I have no clue who that is, but I know the chat. What'd you say? The, the little pig, Oolong. Yeah, no, Oolong. Looks like Oolong. Yeah, no. He, he, he's, he's like, he's like a Rey Mysterio without a mask on. That makes sense. He's like, he's That's like, good. he's like O two, Rey Mysterio. Just mixed in with like someone a little more edgy, you know what I mean? Uh, which, by the way, as we're recording it on December 11th, it is Ray Mysterio's birthday. So happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday, Mister Mysterio! Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I could see that. I, I, I was very impressed, and and I'll be honest with you, I haven't done my research. Um, shame on me. I had no clue that was Taz's son. I, I don't know how that that missed me. But that makes complete sense now. Why Taz was losing his shit on commentary mm-hmm. makes complete. I didn't sense know that either. Now. Um, yeah. So thank you, Chadwick. That uh, that that actually opens my eyes to a lot of things there, as far as where they're going to go with this guy. And as you said that, we have a natural match right in front of us that doesn't that that doesn't um, uh, bring a big scale to it, but it brings a fun little piece for wrestling fans. You know, we now have Taz's son and Hook. Uh, why not bring in Arn Anderson's son and Brock and, and put those two together, have the, the next generation chop. And you know what I think? Because what I want to say is, Hook, that could have been the best second generation debut I've seen. Besides The Rock? Honestly. Besides The Rock, his debut was good. No, um, it wasn't. But I will no, it was his, not. His debut he was He got horrible. booed out of the ring. It was ring. Rocky Maivea. Yeah, he did get booed out. Yeah. He he came to Survivor Series. He was in the, the, the big fucking 20-man thing or whatever the hell he had, and he, he won. 
Oh, they fucking hated him. Die Ro- you mean in Madison Square Garden? It was the Die fans. Rocky the fans hated him, but I I enjoyed it. But nonetheless, let's not get let's not let's <laughs> of not get too. You enjoyed it. <laughs> let's not get carried away here. Listen, I yeah, let's not get thrown off. I really thought that they were going to do a Brock versus Hook angle, but I got to be honest with you. I I think Brock still looks very green. I don't think Brock Anderson looks good yet, and I think Hook is light years ahead of him. If yeah. you put Brock and Hook in the same ring at the same time, I'm talking Brock Anderson, not not Brock Lesnar. If you put Brock yeah, yeah. Anderson and Hook in the ring at the same time. Hook is going to run circles around him right now. Hook is light years ahead. Hook is ready to go against guys like Darby Allen right now. Like he's ready to go. Brock is like still trying to get past the varsity blondes, my dude. Like he's not, you know, he's not there yet. Yeah, I guess I guess it is a nostalgia thing for me. I'll, what they need to yeah. do is give Hook about three more months and put him up against Sammy Guevara for the TNT mm-hmm. belt. That's a match that Fuck I actually yeah. want to see. Ooh, I, that's I, what I, I said really, at the beginning really of the show, but we're getting more Cody Rhodes. And let him have the TNT belt. But as much as I hate Sammy Guevara, I do like him having the, the TNT belt. I do think so far he, he he's champ. the best holder of the TNT belt of everyone that has held him. Okay, he, ha- he, he has yeah. been. And I think that Hook is the next person in line for that belt. We've already seen Darby Allen with it. We've already seen Miro. And I think what they were doing is they were kind of testing the waters to see if a big guy needs to hold this belt or if a smaller guy kind of needs to hold this, this belt. And I kind of feel like this is kind of sitting in, in between a cruiserweight intercontinental-style belt. And I feel like with Sammy mm-hmm. Guevara, it just feels like he's the best person so far with that belt. But, you know, besides Cody Rhodes... You know, God forbid Cody Rhodes already has had that fucking belt <laughs> twice. You know, but he's just trying to help everybody, anyways. But I think it's getting ready to be. A I think time, Hook. By the way. No, I think that he's actually. I think Sammy Guevara is going to hold that belt, and then him, him, and Hook are going to end up holding it. That's Which, what I would way, like to see at least. And, and I'm throwing this out at Cody. Cody, Sammy doesn't need a push by you, pal. He doesn't need it. He's he's doing just fine. So we don't need another Cody yeah. TNT title match. Well, you're getting it. Getting it a winner's winner's slay or whatever the fuck it's stupid. Called. Winner's coming. That's the only AEW angle I can't stand is Cody Rhodes right now. And and I'm and I'm I'm like with Josh. I was like Josh when he said at the beginning, like, oh, but he started a company and he gave us AEW and his dad's the American dream. Okay. Take that all away, and he's still fucking Cody Rhodes, and he's horrible. <laughs> like that's <laughs> he's horrible. He's fucking horrible. It took me, it literally took me to snap out of it from that table spot. Watching that table spot literally, like, set my brain off. Like, oh, this is what Leland's been talking about. Like, as soon as I seen to- Cody go into the table, my brain went, oh, that's what Leland's been talking about. That's that's the shit spots we I've been missing. My eyes were so blind by American dream. Like, my eyes were stuck on yeah. that, right? But I wasn't seeing Cody. I was, oh, seeing, yeah. I was seeing his dad. And then when he hit the table, I saw Cody for once. And I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Like I've said a hundred times too. Like I've said a hundred times, I hate the bullshit matches where they have flames or bob wire, which is I think is why I was so off on John Moxley for the longest time. I, I do enjoy John yeah. Moxley. I hope he is getting better with with everything. But for instance, she set the goddamn table on fire. Okay. They they jump into oh. it. The problem with these fucking matches is that oh yeah, you go through the table. It doesn't matter how good of an actor you are or how well you sell a move. What we saw was two fucking goof ups in that match when the, the fucking table hit. They slammed through it, right? Oh, we're supposed to be down hurt. No. The fire starts fucking burning Cody and he goes from fuck I'm hurt to oh now I can move faster than the, the flash to get this fire out of me, right? They go to fucking he goes to mm-hmm. pin uh Andrade. Piece of the fire lands on his chest. Andrade now goes from, oh, I'm dead to, 
flop in his arms, get this shit off of me. I'm burning to right back to now I'm right. dead again. Now I'm yeah. dead again. You're going to have to pin me. No, cut that shit out of the match. It, you're not going to sell it. You're not going to anyone that falls through a fucking table in the middle of the ring. For one, that's bad booking. If you're going to throw someone through a goddamn table, don't follow up with a fucking pin because they're not going to be able to sell being lit on fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking yep. do that outside the ring. 100%. Then you get up, you throw his ass in the ring because now you guys are getting away from the fire. He's hurt. Now he's not going to randomly jump up to get the fucking fire off of him and then get right back down. Oh, never mind. I'm actually hurt. Stupid. And that's why Cody Rhodes, you're not going to be CM Punk putting people over. You're not going to be Brian Danielson putting people over. You're not going to be Sting putting people over. And I think that's why he's so pissed off is because he feels his name's big enough to carry someone like everybody else. And it's not. You're a mid-carder from the day you started wrestling. You're a mid-carder now. And a mid-carder is only good for doing jobs. The best thing Cody's ever done is taking himself out of the AEW title shot yeah. forever. That's the best thing he's ever given us as a, as a wrestler, mm -hmm. is taking himself yeah, and, out of that. And it, it's amazing to me that two years later, that is still holding true. It amazes me. Because I remember when he when he did that, I, I remember coming on this show going, there's no way. There's no way that's going to happen. There's no way. It's wrestling. Come on, guys. A heel Cody might, but a face Cody never will. So unless Cody actually gives us, the as the fans, what we want, which is a heel Cody... Getting back with the elite, being an elite stooge, is where he belongs, and he won't fucking do it. He's never going to be in the title contender. And right now, in my opinion, Adam Cole is the guy while Kenny Omega's out. And they're pushing Adam Cole to be kind of a stooge, too. So I'm just waiting for Adam Cole to turn on the bucks. I'm just counting down the days. When is that shit going to happen? So as of right now, Cody has nowhere he needs to be. Literally, there's no... You know where Cody needs to be, Leland, is what you said last week. He needs to be off TV for about a year. Yeah, he needs to go away. He needs to go away. I 100% agree. He needs to get the fuck out of here. It, it'd be done already. His hair is black right now, um, too, isn't it? Cody, you know, he's still pulling blonde. No. He, okay. No, it's still blonde. I, I, I always... Still platinum. For, for, still platinum. for some reason, I always forget what color his fucking hair is because he always goes from the blonde when he's doing face. When he's heel, he'll go back to the black hair. And right now he's trying to do face again, so now he's going with wait, the wait, blonde wait, Josh, hair. Josh, 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 hold up. If you ask Cody, he's never been heel in his life. I just watched two New Japan wrestling matches on YouTube where he was the fucking heel against Kenny Omega. But if you ask him on TV right now, he'll tell you he's never been a heel. This guy is so fucking delusional right now, man. He goes to the 1970 Star Trek, and he tries to throw on a black mustache and put his hair black, just like they did to, oh, no, that's the evil version of the, the person. It is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Yes. He, had a, he had a goatee, so he, now he's evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, now he's evil. <laughs> yeah. Cody Rose does the same shit. Hey, I'm, I'm face, everybody. My hair's blonde. Hey, now I'm also face. I'm just a little meaner, <laughs> but my hair's black. Because like you said, he'll never admit that he's heel. So now he's just a little mean face. Never. <laughs> I'm just a little meaner. I'm, I'm a, a mean heel mean face, Cody Rhodes. flaming tables. I'm just waiting for Cody Rose to hey, Josh, come out with a leather think? jacket and pretend to be Moxley now. Like, <laughs> now look at me, guys. Now I'm Moxley. I'm yeah. Cody Moxley, guys. Like me. Cody Moxley. I'm Cody, Cody Moxley. I'm Cody fucking Moxley, guys. <laughs> Josh, what did you think when you saw those flames hit at least 10 feet in the air? Mm, like, what do you mean? Like, when they slammed through the table? Or what? No. no so, Brandy. when, when uh, Brandy jumped in there and revealed for some reason that she was Brandy <laughs> and lit that damn table on... 
<laughs> and lit that damn table on fire. Then she put so much kerosene that the, Dude, those flames were at least ten feet in the air. It was above the guys on the turnbuckle. When, okay, for one, whenever you see an actual seasoned wrestler, not a bullshit Brandy Rhodes, put the, that shit on the table to yeah. like burn it, they go whoosh, 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 light it. She was like, yeah, I got two forty-two yeah. gallon jugs. <laughs> Better get this fucking turkey going. <laughs> Emptied them out, fucking ring the bottle, and then lit it. And, dude, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Those matches are always botched. She, the fucking, and, and like I've been saying since day one of AE fucking W. AEW, even when they do stuff good, can't do it without botching it. Even, they can't even light a fucking table on fire without botching the goddamn table lit on fire. And th- this is coming from the two people that run the fucking company. Do you think, here? here's the, okay. AEW is so so far as a it's <laughs> okay. let me back this, this up. This is for Josh a second. grabbing gears. AEW okay. is a, probably an eighty percent better company currently, but let me tell you what they don't have. They don't have the people in charge being as good of a hill as Vince McMahon. You think if Vince McMahon, which is which is mm-hmm. kind of the angle that Cody Rhodes is going for, people maybe not might not realize it, but Cody Rhodes is really trying to be Vince McMahon. He's really trying to put that angle on that when he walks out, he yeah, no, he's right. the man. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is. Is that if Vince McMahon went out there to light a table on fire, he's not going to go out there and ring a fucking 12 gallon jug empty. You know what I mean? She had two bottles of the care kerosene. They just, there's some stuff that WWE does, does better. And it's a little bit of the theatrics. WWE is better with the theatrics than AEW. Well, we said last week, you take those three minutes out of that match and it actually is a good match. And it's amazing to me. We're still talking about it, you know, two weeks later after the fact, like, you know, it, it, what was crazy about that the most was is you see this hooded person come in the ring, and you know what I did? I said, oh, hey, there's Brandy. She didn't even take her mask off. I was like, there's Brandy. Who in that fucking crowd went, I wonder who that could be? And then she she takes her mask off, and she's like fucking Homer Simpson trying to light a goddamn grill. <laughs> <laughs> Throws that fucking can of kerosene away, grabs another one. Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys knew that was Brandy Rhodes? Yeah. I, I thought right it was away. Hulk Hogan again. I thought it was Hulk Hogan coming out of his fucking mask again. I had no clue it was Brandy Rhodes. Fucking it. It was Hogan under the hood. It was it was fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin being the guy with with the goddamn camera when he when he walks out and freaking stuns. You know? It's like Oh yeah. Dude. And poor Tony Shivani. Shivani tried to sell it so much too. It's Brandy! It's Brandy! Duh, Shivani. We already fucking know, pal. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that's uh, that's Brandy. Buddy. I thought that was Miro. Nobody was confused. Yeah, nobody was confused, Shivani. You didn't have to help. We're we're good. Was that the Street Profits? No, it's Brandy Rhodes. By God, what she's doing here? Oh my God, it's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh, too soon. That's a too. Soon. My bad. My bad. He's he's not coming to the AEW. By the way, he's it's not going to happen. I don't know what's going on with Jeff. I don't know why he got released. I don't know why he was. He's been in, you know, every show for the last year, but then all of a sudden gets gets released. I have no clue what this is all about. Do you guys have any ideas? Well, here? fourteen in a dark show. Drugs. So he he was wrestling in yeah, a in a dark match, and in the middle of the dark match, he was pulled out of the ring. Like he didn't leave on his own. Like he didn't get hurt and like had to leave. He was fucking called out of the match, and so Randy Orton and whoever he was tagging against had to do the match by himself, and. Next day, Jeff Hardy's fucking fired. So my guess is is that in the middle of that dark match, his drug results are 
test came back and they saw positive and they fucking pulled him and said, hey, pal, you're out. That's my guess. That's too bad. That's too bad. And uh, unfortunately, you're right. It, 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 he has had some struggles there. And uh, uh, I, I hope that's not the case. But then again, you think about, you know, what it takes to overcome some of those those demons in life. And uh, when you're on the road, you know, they're back on a full schedule now. When you're on that road as much as they are, it's 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 tough to overcome that. Uh, wish him the best. Jeff Hardy's a legend, legend for sure. We have come full circle on this show. We started the show talking about Cody Rhodes, and uh, we're going to end the show talking about Cody Rhodes. And, and just like Cody, we're going to have to figure out who's heel and who's babyface, but uh, let's go ahead and do us. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. This has been a Dogcast production.